137th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, and happy Fat Tuesday. This is episode 270. I am Sean, and of course, with me as always is Preston, sporting some fancy new eyewear. I can't see shit out of these fucking things. <laughs> yeah. I would believe it, man. Yeah, these are my, uh, these are my uh, Dicinium Aura goggles, and... Uh... Man, they work great outdoors. Like, you put these bad boys on, and you really see, like, this uh, hazy black fog around people and animals mm-hmm. and stuff. And, you know, you do see weird shit around trees. Um, but, like, if you're indoors, like, it takes a long time for your eyes to adjust. And I can almost see the computer screen right now, but not not quite. But uh, I don't have a lot uh-huh. of speaking parts tonight, so I'm just going to get into, you know, the the paranormal vibe and see what auras i see and uh you know maybe i'll see your aura let me know if my aura changes while i'm reading this stuff yeah. um i mean r- right now i've been told i have a blue aura yeah right now you know your aura could be saying that you're more tired than a big dick bat but i can't see it so i don't really know <laughs> yeah so while preston wears his blackout drunk goggles i'll be at the helm on this episode and it's going to be kind of fast and loose uh, a couple of news stories followed by a little chitter chat about some other recent news. But Preston, first and foremost, do you remember how we were talking about a while back? They were wanting to resurrect and clone the woolly mammoth out of extinction. Yes. And then I saw when I looked at the notes and I saw your news article about this upcoming animal. Um, mm-hmm. This one's actually not as bad, so I'm actually okay with this one. So I'll let you talk about this one, and then I'll give you my thoughts on <laughs> okay. why th- this one's okay. Hey, that's the way it works best. Yeah. So from HuffPo, the dodo bird isn't coming back anytime soon, nor is the woolly mammoth. But a company working on technologies to bring back extinct species has attracted more investors while other scientists are skeptical that such feats might not be a good idea. We've all seen Jurassic Park. How about Jurassic Dodo? Colossal Biosciences first announced its ambitious plan to revive the woolly mammoth about two years ago. And on Tuesday, they just said they also want to bring back the Dodo bird too. They said the Dodo bird is a symbol of a man-made extinction. The company has formed a division to focus on bird-related genetic technologies in order to bring some of these back. The last dodo, a flightless bird about the size of a turkey, was killed in 1681 on the Indian Ocean Island of Mauritius. The Dallas company, which launched in 2021, has also announced on Tuesday it had raised an additional $150 million in funding. So to date, they've put up about $225 million from worldwide investors, including United States Innovative Technology Fund, Briar Capital, and NQTEL, the CIA's venture capital firm which invests in technology. So the prospect to bring back the dodo isn't expected to directly make money 
although the genetic tools and equipment the company needs to do such a task is what they'll be investing the cash in. For example, Colossal is now testing tools to tweak several parts of the genome simultaneously. It's also working on technologies for what is sometimes called an artificial womb. The dodo's closest living relative is the Nicobar pigeon. The team plans to study DNA differences between the Nicobar pigeon and the dodo to understand what are the genes that are really making the dodo a dodo and then the pigeon the pigeon. So the team then might attempt to edit the Nicobar pigeon cells to make them resemble dodo cells. And it also might be possible to put the tweaked cells back into developing eggs of other birds, such as pigeons or chickens. This would create offspring that might in turn naturally then produce dodo bird eggs. So kind of like we're hijacking already developing eggs and then turning those things into dodo birds or slowly kind of breeding that offspring into an actual natural dodo. Because animals are a product of both their genetics and their environment, which has drastically changed since the 1600s, it's not necessarily possible to, to recreate a 100% identical copy of something that's gone. Other scientists wonder if it's even advisable to try and question whether or not de-extinction diverts attention and money away from efforts to save species on Earth. So with that, Preston, what says you, buddy? Can we just start hunting things willy-nilly because we know we're going to clone them back into um, existence? No. Okay, so first off, when it comes to bringing back the dodo, not not that big of a deal, okay? Like, if you said that uh, since, I mean, the fuckers were dumb enough to begin with, like, they didn't realize that humans were a threat, so they're just like, oh, hey, Billy, there's a human being right there. You think it's going to, you know, pet her forehead or whatever it is, and then, like, they're, they're on this island, and the only source of food was a fucking dodo, so, and, like, the birds wouldn't run away, and they just kind of sit there and blink their eyes like a bunch of dummies, and they, they, were, just, <laughs> they, they were just too passive is what the problem was, right? Uh-huh. So bringing this animal back, because it's only been extinct since the, what, late 1700s, early 1800s, like it, it... Late late 1600s, yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been gone for very long, so it could it could survive in the modern time and adapt very well so it's not it's not a big issue like you want to bring them back cool whatever it's a dodo it's obviously not going to do anything it's the fucking you know dumb dumb of the bird world like not an issue i mean they're kind of cute i'd probably want one as a pet i have my little little jerry dodo in, in the podcast studio with me and you know <laughs> but this this idea about bringing back the woolly mammoth. So there there are other species that they that they've looked into that they could, you know, theor, theoretically mm-hmm. br- bring back. So the woolly mammoth, the dire stag, and the dire wolf. Now that those are all extinct animals that we have DNA viable DNA of that we could easily bring back. But woolly mm-hmm. mammoth, okay. So it is thought originally that they lived in the, you know, the Siberia tundra, so they like cold weather, that's why they had all the long fur, blah, blah, blah. And if we brought them back from extinction, we could just stick them in Russia, they could walk around the tundra, they'd be okay. No, that's 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 inaccurate. When we have found woolly mammoth 
carcasses frozen in the you know the the Siberian tundra, and we've defrosted them, and their their remains are so perfectly preserved. And you open up their bellies, and you look at like what the last fucking thing they ate. They didn't fucking eat shit that's in the tundra. They ate tropical plants. They lived in tropical climates. So a lot of the environment that they lived in at the time that they were alive, it it was close to, to what it is now in the United States. Like we had cold days, we had hot days. They adapted to that. So you just can't <laughs> fucking throw them in the tundra and be like, you're a good dog. They're going to die. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the reason why that they went extinct. We don't know the exact thing that happened. Um, Graham Hancock has come up with some really great theories and most people are like, that guy's batshit crazy, but I think he's onto some stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, a lot of the carcasses were, were flash froze and the environment in which all these animals lived in changed dramatic, you know, dramatically very quickly. And, um, that's why they went extinct. Okay. So if you bring back like a fucking 400 pound, 500 pound, 600 pound wolf, that's bigger than a Great Dane. What the fuck is that going to do to the environment? That's that is going to kill the ecosystem that you put that creature in because nothing. It's at the top of top of its food chain. Like everything else is not adapt to deal to handle that. I, I mean that's that's like a fucking dropping a nuclear bomb in the middle of a forest. Like don't do it. Right. Right. The dire stag is like the size of a. It's a deer the size of a fucking moose. <laughs> the fu- we don't we don't have we don't have anything that's going to be able to support that in any it's going to go into any ecosystem and just fucking just decimate the shit out of it because it's like nom nom just imagine Sean you're in your your little Chevy Tahoe Blazer Taser Mabazer whatever whatever that thing's called mm-hmm. and you're driving down the hi- yeah you're driving down the highway and you know you and the wife are listening to a podcast mind your own business you're going on some adventure and the next thing you know this fucking deer bigger than a moose jumps out in the middle of the highway because i mean (laughs) deer in the headlights that's that's what they do right and then all of a sudden your fucking blazer just explodes into a million pieces because some scientist was like well we could (laughs) you just gave the layman's argument that jeff goldblum gives in jurassic park yeah (laughs) and i love it yeah, you kind of took the thought right out of my mouth. I was going to say, what happens when you reintroduce something like that that's been gone for so long into a modern ecosystem? What happens to all the flora and fauna around it, you know? Clearly, we're going to be taking away something else's food, or this thing is going to be like, oh, holy shit, I love to eat, you know, chicken in the woods, mushrooms, and just goes to town wiping out an entire ecosystem in itself. Meanwhile, anything else that ate that type of mushroom is now just completely screwed over a barrel. And I think it's fun to think that, yes, we can play God and we can bring things back. But A, everyone's wondering, what about people? And B, why not just dump all that money into conservation and preventing things that are currently on the extinction list from going extinct, you know? But like we said before, we're not scientists. You know, I think I think at the end of the, the day, you know, the, the research is valuable research because I think that if you can unlock the genome on what makes a dodo a dodo, so you know what, you know, what genes were flipped on to cause the mutation, to cause it to, you know, evolve into this species, you know, this species, that a lot of the modern day sicknesses that that plague people where uh you know survival of the fittest and you know a plague comes in and your body didn't adapt and it wiped it out mm-hmm. cancers and things like that like 
yes, we could gear this research toward things like that to finding the cure. So I think it's valuable. But at the same time, like, who do you, who do you trust with it? Like, John Hammond? No, don't don't give it to that guy. And how many John Hammonds are there out in the world that are just like, let's make a theme park. You can come see the dodos and the, the dire sags and the woolly mammoth. <laughs> we got the unicorn rhinoceros, the the woolly thing that, uh, you know, is like 15 tons. And we, we got uh, this. We got the a woolly sa- thing. Yeah, we, we got a saber-toothed tiger. Right. Like, it's just Jurassic Park all over again. Yeah, so. I think you're right, man. Crack it. Know that we you did. can do it. But don't actually do it, right? So, <laughs> you know. Tell me you're going to do it, but don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're just messing with something that, you know, we're way in over our heads on. And don't think about the consequences. Well, buddy, switching gears here. Remember how a few weeks ago we talked about how a nursing home had declared a woman dead and then put her into a body bag and delivered it to a funeral home only for that lady to wake back up? completely alive. Yeah. Well, pal, only a few weeks after the first incident happened in Iowa, lightning struck again, this time in New York. An 83-year-old woman was found breathing after her body had been stuffed into a body bag and delivered to a New York funeral home. Just days after, an Iowa care center was fined over $10,000 for a similar, similar event. An 83-year-old woman was pronounced dead at a New York nursing home, but then found to be alive and breathing three hours later at the funeral home where she'd been taken. The woman was pronounced dead at Water's Edge Rehab and Nursing Center in Port Jefferson on Long Island at 11.15 a.m. Saturday. The woman, whose name was not released, was then taken to the O.B. Davis Funeral Home in Miller Place at 1.30 p.m. Police said in a news release that she was discovered breathing then at 2.09 p.m. The woman was taken to a hospital. No update on her condition was available. Authorities in Iowa said a 66-year-old woman was declared dead on January 3rd at Glen Oaks Alzheimer's Specialist Care Center in Urbandale, where she was receiving hospice care. This woman again was placed in a body bag and taken to the Ancury Funeral Home and Crematory, where workers then had discovered her breathing and called 911. Uh, she was then returned to hospice care where she passed just two days later on January 5th. Yeah, I would have been, if I was that funeral home, I would have been like, are you sure? Because <laughs> we're not doing this again. Yeah, I wish Steve was back with us. Um, he could probably weigh in on how often this might happen, but... I mean, I'm sure it happens more than you think, and we just see a couple headlines here and there, and that's why it's so knee-jerk to us, but come on, there's got to be some better protocols going on here. Yeah. Well, let's get to the main crux of the episode, Preston. On this episode, why don't we keep the topic on the news, but let's chat about all these UFOs, UAPs, and fucking Chinese spy balloons, shall we? Yeah. This one may be a little dry and a little wordy, folks, but stick with us because I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to be said about this. I mean, that's all I've seen over the last month is me just watching headlines of, you know, weird object in the sky. The government's detected a UAP. It might be a Chinese spy drone. And hell, just a few weeks ago, Russia claims they shot down a UFO as well. So, I mean... Your eyes are already, you know, set on these headlines, and then three more popped up. 
So I don't know. It's become so wild to me that in the last two to three years, the word UFO and UAP has not only become acceptable and an acknowledged word in the common vernacular, but it's pretty much become so well talked about, you see these things in the headlines just as much as the Kardashians. And this all kind of started back publicly when it was released that the U.S. government actually did have a program that was dedicated to the study of UFOs called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, a.k.a. ATIP. Now, of course, we found out about this after it was shut down. This program went on between 2007 to 2012, but I mean, they blew a budget of about 200, I'm sorry, $22 million U.S., well, with that, things really come to a head back in 2020 when the Pentagon went on to officially release three videos taken from the cockpits of fighter jets showing unidentified flying objects moving in bizarre and mysterious ways. And of course, these three videos are referred to as the Pentagon UFO videos, a.k.a. the Tic Tac and Gimbal videos. And presto, you got to remember these, right? Oh, yeah. So back on uh, November... Especially the uh, Tic Tac one. Oh, yeah, yeah, super bizarre. Back on November 14th, 2004, a fighter pilot commander named David Fravor of the USS Nimitz Carrier Strike Group claims that he investigated a radar indication of a possible target off the coast of Southern California. Um, he goes on and says the operator had told him that the USS Princeton, part of the strike group, have been tracking an unusual aircraft for about two weeks prior to the initial sighting. The bizarre aircraft would appear around 80,000 feet before descending rapidly towards the sea and then stopping right about 20,000 feet up in the air and then just hovering stationary in its place. Well, Fravor reported that he saw an object, white and ovioid-shaped, hovering above an ocean disturbance. He estimated the object was about 40 feet long. That's right about the size of one of, you know, our Hornet fighter jets. Fravor said he and another pilot, Alex Dietrich, said in an initial interview that a total of four people, two pilots and two weapons system officers in their back seats of the two airplanes, all witnessed the object for about five minutes. Fravor said that he spiraled down to get a closer look at the object, where the object ascended, mirroring the trajectory of his plane, until the object disappeared. Then a second wave of fighters, of course, took off after this would be Lieutenant Commander Chad Underwood. He took off from the Nimitz, chasing after the object. But unlike Fravor, Underwood's fighter was equipped with an advanced infrared camera, a.k.a. FLIR, and Underwood would go on to record in his FLIR video the video that was coined the Tic Tac UFO to then be described as an infrared image, but he himself didn't see the object with his own eyes. And of course, you fast forward to 2014, 2015, fighter pilots associated with the USS Theodore Roosevelt Carrier Strike Group were operating off the coast of the, the East Coast of the United States when they recorded the Gimbal and GoFast videos reporting again strange UFOs which the pilots were unable to identify. So lots and lots of really bizarre shit going on. Yeah. The videos and objects were so undeniable and so hard for the government to ignore, they finally had to pop up in the news, and we were formally addressed by the Pentagon that yes, there is a such thing as a UFO. 
But unfortunately, the word UFO gleamed a little too far into the realm of little green men. So again, we split the difference, and now the government admits that there are UFOs, we just have to call them UAPs, which is really annoying to all of us little sci-fi nerds. And only 5% of them are actual UFOs. Right, right. But hey, I mean, all I need is one, right? Yeah. So then as the year went on, we see more and more people continuing to come forward. And due to the rising number of military personnel alone coming forward and saying that they have formal stories of what's going on, our government has to start keeping track of the reports again. And in the following year, 2021... Congress mandates the creation of an assessment on UAPs. Part of the report requires the Director of National Intelligence to identify 144 first-hand accounts of UAP sightings from military aviators and government censors that occurred between 2004 and 2021. So again, very wordy and very lofty, but holy shit, our government is finally, finally admitting there might just be flying saucers. But before you break out your Reynolds wrap or diamond foil to make yourself a shiny new hat, the reports are structured and they first set out to identify several potential explanations for the UAPs, including clutter. That's an umbrella term that includes several or large groups of birds, balloons, and drones. Other explanations include natural atmospheric phenomenon such as ice crystals and thermal fluctuations, as well as secret technologies being developed by the U.S. or other nations. But the last term there, presto, other secret technologies, that's the one that draws attention. With the U.S. military shooting down a number of balloons and unidentified flying objects in the last week, and of course Russia claiming they shot one down too, that's one of those things that makes you go, hmm. Hmm. So, of course, countries like China and Russia can gather a significant amount of intelligence using satellites, but balloons and potentially other technologies as yet unknown by the U.S. public represent another way to collect sensitive data. And if the U.S. military or government can't identify new technology, that in itself is an easy way to claim this, my friend, is a UAP. But anyway, the number of sightings continue to rise, just like this fucking inflation and the price of tinfoil. And in 2022 alone, the Pentagon received 247 new UAP reports, about half of which were eventually attributed to balloons or, quote, balloon-like entities. That's right, folks, more fucking balloons. So that brings us to tonight's episode's main topic. Let's talk about balloons for a second, and also the other three UAPs that were shot down over or near the U.S. airspace over the last month. Since late January, four different vessels, or UAPs or UFOs, one of which was suspected to be a Chinese spy balloon, have all been seen in or around U.S. and Canadian airspace and were all subsequently shot down by the U.S. military. Now, some details link the incidents, including all of them occurring within a few days of each other, but there are some key differences as well, with the U.S. officials saying that the objects, which were not all flying at the same height or following the same trajectory or path, 
didn't necessarily resemble one another. So we're not talking about several flying saucers, you know, three feet in diameter by a foot and a half tall. These are all four separate, uh, all four separately different shaped objects. The first of which was a balloon that entered U.S. airspace back around January 28th, north of the Aleutian Islands in Alaska, according to a senior military official. Now, photos from the later sightings appear to show the craft was an enormous white dirigible with an undercarriage described by one U.S. official that was the size of three buses. And holy shit, dude, that's a big balloon. That's, I mean, we're talking about a Hindenburg, yeah. basically, right? Well, hold, hold on, though, because that that right there, that description reminds, remember when we uh, covered airships back in the 1800s? Yeah, yeah. Um, you make it sound like we've been podcasting since the 1800s, my friend. Yeah, the episode is called Duped by Dirigibles. Yeah, so this really sounds like, I mean, how do we know it's just a, like a weather balloon or something? How do we know it's not like those fucking underground Nazis left over from late, late 1800s that... <laughs> They're still rocking and rolling and fucking airships and dirigibles, and they're like, "Come on, let's let's go show them we're still here, everybody. We'll <laughs> go out of the brown mountains in our airship. We got, we got our steampunk goggles. Let's go. Come on." Right, right. That's a good question, man. It could have just been a nice little modern day dirigible. But this Zeppelin in question entered Canadian airspace over the Northwest Territories back around January 30th. And the balloon then traveled south and re-entered U.S. airspace over northern Idaho back on my birthday, January 31st. It just hit Canada first because they're too nice. They're just like, dude, they're not, they're not going to shoot us down. <laughs> we can just keep going. Yeah, just blow it back over the U.S. They'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, back around January 31st, it was seen over northern Idaho. And then the White House later went on to say that President Joe Biden was briefed on the same day for the first time about the strange object. From then in Montana, the balloon traveled southwest through South Dakota and Nebraska, according to U.S. officials. And then our president's administration later said on February 1st, President Biden first ordered the balloon to be taken down if it was feasible and didn't cause any kind of threat or harm to civilians. So, you know, play it safe, folks. Don't just go blasting shit out of the sky. Yeah. At 11.15 a.m., the balloon was captured over South Carolina and Lancaster as it continued moving southward towards the coast. 2.39 p.m., footage captured the balloon being shot down over the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of South Carolina. Ultimately, it fell down in U.S. airspace over the U.S. territory waters by a fighter aircraft assigned to the U.S. Northern Command, according to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. The balloon was struck by an F-22 firing missile roughly six nautical miles off South Carolina's coast. And the Chinese Foreign Ministry criticizes the U.S. for downing its balloon. So, <gasps> sounds like China actually admitted this was their balloon. Ooh. China expresses its strong dissatisfaction and protest against the U.S. using force to attack civilian unmanned airships. Really bizarre to me to use that kind of term. And I'm not trying to be all tinfoil hatty here, but um, civilian unmanned aircraft. What the fuck? Does that kind of qualify for a, dr uh, a drone as well? No, because uh, drones are still piloted, even though they are unmanned. 
Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, the Chinese ministry asserted that they told the U.S. originally that the balloon was an airship for civilian use and accidentally entered the U.S. due to changes in the wind speed and direction. So it accidentally just kind of drifted over the U.S., which is completely you know, plausible. Yeah, yeah. On February 6th, Navy SEALs swarmed the vessel and widespread debris filled the area around the downed uh, balloon and divers and cranes went to retrieve pieces of the balloon. An official confirmed that the U.S. assesses that China has overflown surveillance balloons over 40 countries. That's quite a few. And again, we're not here to say one thing or the other, but that is fucking nuts to me. Yeah. They said the downed balloon had multiple antennas to include an array of likely capable collecting and geolocating communications. It was also equipped with solar panels large enough to produce the requisite power to operate multiple active intelligence collecting sensors. So, odds are, could have been somebody's drone, could have been a spy balloon. But all I know is, thank God, the good old U.S. of A. shot it down. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I've been I, I've been rolling this scenario in, in my head for a while now. Since, with your goggles on? Yeah, with my goggles on since <laughs> we, you know, shot her down. The answer's gotta be right and, here. <laughs> yeah. If you if you if you think about it as far as technology goes, so was it last year or year before last, uh, it was even in like Kansas and Colorado there were reports of um black winged things that were being shot down all over the place. And then um, they released like one quick article that said it was a foreign entity drone. Like they didn't say which country it came from. There's just that. Oh yeah. 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 I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah. Somebody's drones, maybe Russia, maybe China. We're not going to tell you who, but mm-hmm. look they're We, we got rid of them. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Now look, some of the other drones don't go, being all, you know, Captain America here and go blowing shit out of the sky because some <laughs> of those drones are also ours. Yeah. Right? And they go to they go on to say that, I mean, these things cost a shit ton of money to make, so they're not cheap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at first, China's like, dude, let's see if we can get a drone over the water. Russia's like, dude, let's see if we can get a drone over the water. And our security net across the United States, as far as technology goes, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty high. So it's not like, okay, let's just say that this last hot air balloon that we shot down um, had spy technology on it. This is not top of the line spy technology. This is like the shit left over from the late 70s because it's the only thing our security net won't pick up. Mm. So it's like heavily pixelated. You're not getting the best information, but we need to test the waters to see what we can get. Maybe, you know, we, we put some microphones on it and let's see what we can pick up. Um, <laughs> so I, I do think that that's a plausible scenario because we, okay. dude, they can't keep, they can't keep dumping millions of dollars in drones and sending them over here. And they're just sort of like, bam, out of the sky. <laughs> Bang, I keep it. Their economy can't handle that. But, like, dude, a $20 weather balloon, a $50 weather balloon, yeah. strap some old camera equipment from the 70s. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's see what we get. Maybe a hillbilly, maybe some top secret information. I don't yeah, know. Let's roll the dice, though. You know, you got to roll the dice because if you yeah. get snake eyes, it could just be 2023's Roswell. Yeah. But then again, this, I mean, the idea about the dirigible, though, mm-hmm. I mean, the airship, that, that one that you talked about, dude, you're not risking. 
if you're China or Russia, I mean, the size of a fucking football field or mm-hmm. two buses, what did you say? It's a big boy. Uh, you're, you're it's not, a big baby. Yeah, you're not wasting. Uh, you're not. You're not wasting a roll of the dice on that. So I think that was fucking aliens out of the brown mountains. that were like, no, we haven't got this baby out in a while. Let's see if it still floats. You know. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, good stuff. Well, moving on, another object was seen late on February 9th. White House spokesman John Kirby later told reporters he said it was a small object, and according to the Pentagon, it was traveling northeasterly across Alaska. And two F-35 jets were sent up to identify just what the heck it was. The jets did another flight early this morning on February 10th, or I should say early that morning on February the 10th, just to learn more about what exactly it was, and they ended up shooting it down. Two F-22s tracked the object. One of them fired an AIM 9X Sidewinder missile near the location of the Dead Horse, Alaska, which is right on the Prudhoe Bay. Fighter aircraft checked if the object was manned and determined nobody's flying that bad boy. It was difficult for the pilots to glean just exactly all the information, and they had a a limit on how much information they can gather. So again, we kind of shot it and just hoped nobody was inside of it. Sorry, I'm not trying to not give credit to anybody. You know, I'm sure there's a little more mathematics involved. The object was described as cylindrical and silver-ish gray, and it seemed to be floating. Asked if it was a balloon, the official said, All I can say is it wasn't flying with any kind of propulsion. So, if it was balloon-like, well, we just don't have enough information at this point to make that decision. President Biden had briefed everybody on February 9th and gave the order to shoot it down by February 10th. The prominent reason Biden wanted to have it shot down is for safety of flights traveling at the same altitude. In fact, this thing was roughly at the same height as civilian aircraft, and the president just didn't want to take the risk, so we shot the fucker down. Then we got a third object. The North American Aerospace Defense Command then detected a high-altitude object over Alaska late February 10th, according to Ryder, the Pentagon spokesperson. Two U.S. F-22 aircraft monitor the object. Then Canadian aircraft joined as it crossed over to Canadian airspace. We gave the Canucks a high five. And fuck yeah, let's go shoot down some UFOs. Fuck yeah, Maple Brothers. <laughs> is Canuck we'll shoot a, it down. Is Canuck offensive... I mean, probably not any more offensive than calling them our Maple Leaf brothers. But, well, didn't I Dolores mean, always refer to herself as a Canuck? Yeah. Huh. So, can't, can't, can't be offensive. Send I don't us an know. email. I'm not Canadian. If we're not supposed to say it, yeah. send us an email, please. <laughs> I mean, that's why, like, half of the half of Europe still calls us Yankees. I'm not going to be, you that's know, true. offended by that. That's my favorite, that's my favorite baseball team, you know? <laughs> Cop out. On February 11th, following a call from the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to President Biden, Biden authorized the U.S. aircraft take it fucking down. So once it gained a high enough altitude, the U.S. F-22 shot the fucker down with another Sidewinder missile. Because you know what, folks? We don't fuck around, okay? The leaders... But you're actually, you're you're giving our president too much credit. Like, shoot the fucker down. He was more like... Dick a bad dead and the thing, and then I'm going to tell you, baby, better get it out there. You know what I'm saying? It's possible. It's very possible. Uncle Joe's. Hot dogs. Uncle Joe's is a little confused these days. 
Anyway, our leaders, both Canadian and U.S., authorized the unidentified unmanned object to be taken down out of abundance of caution and at the recommendation of the militaries. Canadian and U.S. aircraft were scrambled, and a U.S. F-22 successfully fired at the object, Trudeau tweeted. The object was shot down approximately 100 miles from the Canada-U.S. border in central Yukon. It appears to have been a small cylindrical object that was flying right around 40,000 feet in the air. These objects do not closely resemble and were much smaller than the suspected Chinese spy balloon, and we will not definitively characterize them until we can now safely recover debris, said a spokesperson for the White House Security Council. All right, fourth sighting, February 12th, folks. It just doesn't stop. Hold on, hold on to that real quick. Mm-hmm. Another, I had another epiphany. So there was an author two years ago that released a book that was talking about how like Roswell was actually the, like one of the greatest uh, hoax. Um, it was kind of like a, a cover story, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what he said, what he said was kind of like uh, how the Pentagon came out last year and they were just, uh, you know, like Trump got in the office and nobody was paying attention. So they're like, hey, by the way, 5% UFOs, they're real, aliens, we got shit. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like went under the radar. So like when Roswell happened, like the crash, right, um, people were trying to figure out like what the fuck was going on. And then they were like, aliens? And the government was like, fuck it, let them run with it. Aliens. Yeah, totally. Aliens, crash UFOs, little green bodies, don't, yeah, we got it. You know, top secret, blah, blah, blah. When in fact... (laughs) We got it. You want it. (laughs) That uh, we were potentially doing what China is doing now, and we were using high-altitude weather balloons as spy devices, and to be able to get them to work... Now, look, this is what this guy says, documents that he found that proves this, right? So... Uh, right around the Roswell area, one of the last known leprosy colonies was around, and there were a bunch of we people, midgets. I oh, don't know yeah. What the correct term? I don't know what to use anymore. But anyways, the small ones. It's not midgets. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's not, yeah, the the little people, the little folk, the hobbits. Uh, they were like, "Look, you're dying. You got leprosy, dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, we may or may not have a cure, but if." You do a service to your country, and we put you in this uh, special high-altitude suit that's, uh, you know, lined, uh, you know, tinfoil and all this other shit. It's shiny. It'll protect you from all the radiation. You'll be fine. You're going to go up there. You're going to be way, you're going to be way, way, way the fuck up there, but it's it's fine, right? You got leprosy. We're going to help you out if you do us pred quo quo, right? Tis for... Tip for that. You're going to help us. <laughs> yeah. We're going to help you. You're, you're going to get up in that balloon, and you're going to see if you can get information from us with these devices. And something happened, and the weather balloon crashed. And when they found the bodies, they were not, in fact, <laughs> um, little green men, but they were midgets with leprosy that yeah. the government lied about. And they are just like, well, I mean, I guess we don't have to give you the cure now. You got you caught on fire. So yeah. sorry for your luck. Hey Jerry, Jerry, come on, buddy. You're in the weather balloon next. Come on, <laughs> don't worry about Fred. We'll, we'll, I don't wanna. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll hose him off. It, it's fine. It won't happen to you. We learned a lesson. So, I mean, we'll hose him off. <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of the other countries are always five steps behind us because we've already made these mistakes and have already done these things. And so yeah, maybe China's yeah. doing it now. 
And they have they have these high altitude weather balloons with like janky nineteen sixty technology, and they got some you know Chinese midges with leprosy that are up there. And then Biden's like, "Bring it there, blow, blow, blow it down, shoot it out there." <laughs> and we just we just we committed murder on these poor lepers that just yeah. wanted a cure. The yeah. cycle the cycle repeats itself. Come on, guys. <laughs> So you're saying this was uh, three busfuls of um, little people with leprosy that got shot down over I mean, <laughs> South Carolina? I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it out of the realm of the possibility, you know? Oh shit, man! <sighs> and that's why they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't shoot it out of the sky right now because we don't know what they're spreading. Like, let them let them get let them get them out there. Let them get over you. You know the the you know the wide open." Yeah. Shoot her down. Shoot her down. Shoot her down. <laughs> Fuck. Well, a yeah. fourth object back on February 12th was spotted at a high altitude above Lake Huron in Michigan. The object was shot down by U.S. military aircraft, and a senior administration official said President Joe Biden directed that the object be shot down out of an abundance of caution and the recommendation of military leaders. I make him sound like... Hey, did um, you say elected or erected? Because it sounded like you said erected. Yes. I don't think he said erected. I'm just going to answer yes. I think he said elected. Know, Uncle Joe can be a little confused <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> he, he said with an erection <laughs> that I had to be shut down. Uh, sir, uh, you got another teepee from your pantaloons there. Oh. The official said the object was then detected over radar flying over Montana and was seen again over Wisconsin and Michigan later on Sunday. The object was octagonal in structure, unmanned, and traveling about 20,000 feet up in the air. There was no indication of surveillance capabilities, but the administration cannot rule it out, so he took the fucker down. A senior U.S. official said the object, like the other two recently shot down, is not at all comparable to the suspected Chinese spy balloon that was first spotted back in late January. I like the pattern here. I'm all about patterns, and so far I'm seeing these two patterns. A, it's not like the Chinese spy balloon, and B, they're all unmanned, we promise, we think, we're not sure, but we hope. It was unmanned, and we shot it down. In light of the People's Republic of China balloon that was taken down last Saturday, we've been more closely scrutinizing our airspace at these altitudes, including enhancing our radars, which may at least partially explain the increase in objects that have been detected over the last week. Who knows? That could actually be a viable um, answer. Because they've not been able to definitively assess what these recent objects are, the president wanted to act out of an abundance of caution and will protect our security and our U.S. interests and will remain vigilant. The recent objects do not pose a kinetic military threat, but their paths and proximity to sensitive DOD sites and the altitudes they're flying at could be hazardous to civilian safety and thus raised our concerns. Its path and altitude raise concerns, including that it could be a hazard to civilian aviation. And at this point, we're just kind of repeating ourselves over and over. The object was taken down by pilots of the U.S. Air Force and National Guard. Great work by all who carried out these missions, both in air and back at HQ. As long as these things keep traveling in the U.S. and Canada airspace, we'll continue to ask Congress to get full briefing based on the exploitation of the wreckage, and you can guarantee we'll shoot these fuckers down. Yeah. Now, I may have ad-libbed some of that. Well, you know, I wonder if it's not 
not Chinese little people that are in them, but mm-hmm. like, you know, we covered that story about how they, they were doing archaeological digs up in the mountains, like, you know, or close to the Tibetan border, and they found like those little, like, small aliens, and they had like the metal, <laughs> like, vinyl disc, and when they put them on a turntable, like, it had some weird alien language. Yeah. Like, wonder yeah. if there was a surviving colony of them, and the Chinese government's like, look, you. You have no rights. You're you're part of the People's Republic of China now, and mm-hmm. fucking getting the fucking thing. And they're just like, you know, peace for the greater good, little aliens. So they Disney Pixar a couple hot air balloons to three school buses and fucking flew out of there. And then the, the U.S. is like, not in our U.S. airspace. We're taking you down. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn. Oh, fucking aliens and your metal disc. Well, you know, definitely next time you steal three school buses just on their They're bottom on American side, just... alien, shoot them down. <laughs> yeah, right. Next time you steal three school buses on the bottom, paint in big bright letters, not a Chinese spy balloon, and you should probably do okay. Yeah. Well, sadly, all this UFO talk wasn't the extraterrestrial releve. <laughs> Jesus. We're at the very end of the episode, and now I'm going to get tongue-tied. Sadly, all this UFO talk wasn't the extraterrestrial revelation that we've all been hoping for, folks. So, after the downing of a Chinese spy balloon and three other likely benign objects, it's quite the anticlimax for a lot of those of us who love UFOs and aliens, and we're all hoping for something a little more extraterrestrial. But it looks like we might have to wait a little longer before the government opens up the flood doors to all the information we have about little green men, lizard people, flying saucers, and those hot, hot Pleiadians. Rare. And also, it makes me want to ask the question, Preston, and let me put on my tinfoil hat here for just a second. With all the talk of Chinese spy balloons, and balloons in general, and other UAPs, do you think it's a clever way to take back control of the narrative, so to speak? You know, um, everybody is looking at UFOs and UFP, UFOs and UAP sightings, and now after all this stuff about Chinese spy balloons, we're gonna see a, you know a flying saucer come by, and everyone's gonna come out of the trailer park and just say, "Yep, looks like another one of them Chinese spy balloons to me, boys," and then go back about our business. Meanwhile, we're just at the very beginning of Mars attacks. Yeah, or I, I, I think the other thing that's uh, going to happen is we're going to continue on seeing these spy balloons or weather balloons. Uh-huh. And, I mean, let's, all, all joking aside, let's be serious for a second and, you know, pull out the possibilities of what could be going on, okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the, in the, during the Cold War, there was always this fear that, um, with Russia that we, you know, what do we do with nuclear retaliation, right? Because Mm -hmm. they do a nuclear strike, we do a nuclear strike, like we just fucking fall out, you know, 76 this shit, and we're, I mean, everybody's losing at that point. And so the government, any government, whether it's the Chinese government, Russian government, any of the world powers at that that time really came to the conclusion that, look, we we can't have nuclear fallout, we can't have nuclear wars, we Mm -hmm. got them. But it's more like a, a dick measuring contest. Like, well, how many warheads do you have? Well, I have 57, and I can press a button, and you're fucked. Well, I got, uh, you know, 61, motherfucker. I can press the same button, you'll be double fucked. And we weren't ever really going to use them, but it kept everybody in that war mentality. It kept them, kept them in a high state of fear that, you know, we need to do this, we need to do that, you know, production of things were moving along and it just kept the wheels a turning. So 
you know, just let them believe that nuclear war is going to happen and everybody's the better for it. But in the back of their minds, they were like, hey, mm-hmm. what we, what we, how we really have to fight this war is chemical warfare, biological warfare. And so we need to start, you know, how do, how do we sneak in a biological weapon without it coming back to us? So let's, you know, start engineering ticks and bugs and mosquitoes and you know let's take a virus and let's mutate it and then nobody can say for sure like it you know it was natural or it's not and we can just basically wipe out whole populations so you know these these chinese spy balloons weather balloons whatever whatever they are let's say that they're just not them trying to test the waters and how far they could get in but it's a dispersal system um for biological or chemical warfare Eventually, that that theory is going to get out there. People are going to start connecting dots because that's what we do. Anytime that we're not given answers, we start pulling shit out of the hat, trying to you know make heads and tails out of what's going on. <laughs> and then every time we see one, people are going to start freaking the fuck out. So eventually, I, what I think is going to happen, regardless of what they really are, just how our minds work with stuff. We're going to start going down these rabbit holes of conspiracy f- theories and freaking the fuck out that the Pentagon is going to have to come forward and be like, look, God damn it. They're, they're not aliens. Okay. This shit over here that happened on the 25th, that was a fucking alien. Okay. And they just came by to say <laughs> hi. They were picking up a pizza and they were going back to Avalon five. It's fine. Those that, that was not, a, don't shoot that thing down, but this thing, don't worry about it. Like, we're here to tell you what is aliens and what is not aliens. Yes, they exist. Okay, calm the fuck down. Don't don't piss those people off because they're in a galactic thing and they're going to blow us the fuck up. But that thing, you know, not a Chinese spy balloon. Leave it alone, please, and thank you. So I, I think, you know, as time goes on, as we see more of these things and we start freaking out more about it and it creates more of an hysteria. Mm-hmm. But I think the government's going to have to come forward and be like, look, look, guys, like, yes, aliens are real and here's the... I mean, sorry we lied to you all these years. We already told you that 5% of them are aliens, but that that 5% over there, that don't worry about that. You know, because uh, anyways, I'm rambling. But you know what? At the point I was trying to get at, <laughs> right, right. maybe. I don't know. Let me put my goggles back on. Maybe it'll come to me. <laughs> maybe you lost it because your goggles are too tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the thing here is, like, number one... It's easy to say that the government comes out and says, hey, there are UFOs. And then they also kind of infiltrate the masses, make up these cockamamie excuses to get you to either think that everything's a fucking UFO or it's all fake. I don't know. But the real thing here to remember, though, is that hang on, I think I might have lost my thought as well. Hashtag Chinese little people aliens, but with silver disc vinyl have rights. God damn it, let's fight for them. Quit putting them in the weather balloons, people. <laughs> Thanks. Nice, nice recovery. Nice recovery. All right, yeah. now let me take the tinfoil hat off here for a second, and I really want to kind of uh, make a really solid point at the end of this podcast. For the last like four to six weeks, all I've seen in headlines are UFOs and balloons and Chinese spy balloons and another UFO and another UFO. Meanwhile, I just found out today, speaking of not taking the bait and letting things get overshadowed and buried, officials in Turkey said that on Tuesday, at least six people, upwards of eight, have now died in a second pair of powerful earthquakes that shook the nation. 
That's right, folks. Turkey's Disaster and Emergency Management Presidency, or AFAD, confirmed the deaths and said that 294 people were injured after the two previous powerful earthquakes that struck the southern Haiti province on Monday. That's right, guys. Two giant fucking earthquakes have rocked Turkey and killed a lot of people, and I had no fucking clue, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't either. A 6.4 magnitude earthquake struck at about 8.04 p.m. local time on Monday in the Daphne district of Haiti, and followed about three minutes later by another 5.8 magnitude tremor in the Samadag province. They said that at least 90 shocks have then been recorded since the initial earthquake, and officials have said that at least 28 buildings have collapsed as a result. Unofficially, though, the death tolls from the earlier earthquakes have now reached more than 41,000 people. This is fucking bonkers to me, dude. We're looking at fucking UFOs in the headlines, and I had no idea this is even going on. So it was like two and a half weeks ago, I I came home, and Mom was like, did you hear about the the earthquake? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So she pulls it up on YouTube. And so, yeah, it was two or three weeks ago that there was a massive earthquake in, in Turkey that um, basically just demolished that city and then you're saying that it happened again last week or a couple of days ago. Yeah. And then you have train derailment, another train derailment, yet another train derailment. Yeah. Chemical plants blowing up. And there's all this other shit that's just being, um, the Wichita Eagle had, has been posting like a bunch of like bullshit news stories on Facebook. And so yeah. I always go and scroll through the comments and that's actually the number one complaint on the the comments is like, hey guys, what about the earthquakes? Hey guys, what about the train derailments? Like, you're giving us this article about like a two thousand year old wooden dildo found in Rome. Like, we don't we don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> let's talk about real news. Like, I appreciate the levity, but at yeah. the same time, there's a lot going on right now that's being swept under the rug. And and why? Right, exactly. Wichita Eagle, please leave that kind of story coverage to pixelated paranormal. We'll, you know, delve yeah. into the wooden dildos. You cover the important shit. The uh, World Health Organization teams are supporting health workers in both countries with medical supplies so they can offer immediate care to everyone in need. What's also crazy is in addition to the heartbreaking amount of people that have lost their lives, 41,000 people and counting, um, Turkey's key industries and agriculture have also been deeply impacted with farms and factories in these regions being completely devastated, being hit by all these earthquakes. So in addition to all the you know destruction and death, these businesses that really are you know key supports of infrastructure to Turkey are facing enormous labor shortages, um, not only from people being injured and, and killed, but also people trying to leave the area. So, I mean, who knows what the heck's going to happen after all this is said and done. Like, we look at, like, tornadoes hitting Joplin and taking out, like, a city or a town as being fucking just, you know, terrible. Imagine a fucking country, dude. That's wild. Um, tens of thousands of buildings with um, more tremors adding to the toll from Monday night mean homeless people and weary are returning to damaged buildings and survivors are having to find temporary shelter in tents and cars and hotels and everything else. So, so yeah, it's, it's fucking bonkers, man. It's fucking bonkers. Yeah. 
And then also, this is really strange to me as well. I mean, there's lots of talk right now. This shouldn't be a political podcast, but fuck it. Like, this is important stuff. Uh, we've got the war in Russia going on right now with, you know, the, sorry, the war in Ukraine with Russia right now. Mm-hmm. Um, two things that are really baffling to me, Biden's over there right now, um, you know, taking a tour with their president, which is wild to me because I think it might be one of the first times he's really stepped out of the country and done actual like support like in person. But meanwhile, Putin is recruiting like all of its like high school and college kids, like actual students who traditionally, to my knowledge, were exempt from being drafted into a war. He's just pulling everybody like you're no longer able to hide by the fact of like, sorry, man, I'm in college. Um, They're all getting fucking drafted right now which is just bonkers and terrifying to me. Meanwhile, um, from what I was reading earlier, in May of this year, 2023, Turkey's first nuclear reactor will receive its first fresh fuel, the Akuyu Nuclear Power Plant, which includes four units of Russian-designed VVER-1200 reactors, is expected to be fully operational by 2026. But the progress is happening amid the growing concerns over stability of Turkish-Russian nuclear cooperation. So that's fucking bonkers to me too, dude, right? I mean, one word, Chernobyl, need I say more? I'm not saying earthquake gun, but I'm saying earthquake gun. What can you do? But yeah, speaking of YouTube, again, I'd like to just give a shout out to everybody who's been joining us as I clean my glasses on the camera. Everyone who joins us live as we do this, and also everybody who's been watching after the fact. I mean, some of our biggest numbers are coming from people watching these live streams, so I think this is the way to do it, Daddy. Oh, yeah. Speaking of YouTube, so we're up to we're up to 238 subscribers Ooh. now, so we're up from, you know, whatever. The late night in seven days already got 49 views. Mm-hmm. Um, the abduction of filibrito where i had a very bad italian accent or got 52 views mm-hmm. and you know uh the tale of montezuma 57 damn Ooh, the mummy the ashika mummy 39 go give people go give that episode some <laughs> love come on now mummies need love too <laughs> Yeah, mummies need love too. And then uh, uh, even oh, ooh, the the Christmas episode, the even more winter yokai, mm-hmm. 60, 69 views. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, YouTube's growing. Thank you for all the love and support. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yep, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I just want to also say, if you're on the social medias, please check us out on Instagram, P-X-L-P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L. <laughs> Sorry, I got our Instagram handle uh, confused with Big Dobbs' promo code. Check us out, P-X-L Paranormal. Jesus, is that right? I'm an idiot. Why am I drawing a blank on this? Again, guys, creativity of editing. Yeah, but look, need a beard, want a beard. <laughs> you want a beard that's not going to get you, con- you know, confused for a, you know, Chinese spy balloon. Yeah. Then you know, go over to BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for twenty percent off your order. Pick yourself up some scents like Bay Rum, Fresh, Citrus, Mint, Sweet Tobacco, and Classic. And if you put the Classic on your face, I swear by everything that's holy. And, you know, paranormal, you will not be confused for, you know, a alien midget in a silver suit or a Chinese spy balloon. Like, you, they'll be like, dude, that, that guy right there, he's a god. He smells nice. He looks nice. Wow. I have a boner. 
Are you a god? Yes, yes, I am. No, honey, I just smell like one. And I owe it all to Dobbs. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, awesome, dude. Um, if you're on the Instagram, please check us out. PXL Paranormal. PXL Paranormal. If you're there, on Facebook, we are. There we are. go. We got it. Yeah, look at me go, Daddy. You got I'm it doing, that time. I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, we broke the 700 Club on followers on Instagram. That's fucking awesome. Tally ho and onward to 1,000. Uh, if you're on Facebook, please give us a follow. The Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. If you're on Apple or um, iTunes, whatever the app is, um, please give us a rating and review. We would love to hear what you think of the show. Again, we lost a lot of our ratings and reviews whenever we switched to the new channel. But again, what are you going to do, right? Players going to play. Um, the show must go on. Um, Otherwise, I want to give a quick shout-out to my buddy Seth. Seth does not listen, or does he watch. But he gave me this really badass copy of this little zine called The Desert Oracle, which I don't know how this shit works. It's probably going to be backwards on the camera. But, Preston, I'm going to dig a little bit into here. This is from Joshua Tree in California. And this little zine is full of, like, paranormal stories, local legends, local lore, facts about the fauna and flora it's really badass i just got number nine this has goldie and the horror of anza the Birdman, utopia of the mojave noah's Perofo's desert dadaism and some other really great shit so i'm going to read that probably base an episode off of that and i just discovered there's like i don't even know 10 years worth of these things floating around out there so bada boom the well runneth over hey Real quick, I, I, I went back and I clicked on uh, most popular videos on our channel. Mm-hmm. And the, the vertical plane, the one I always talk about, <laughs> dude, 50 likes. Damn. All right. That's, I, I've, I've never seen more than like six likes in any video. <laughs> I'm not complaining. 50 is good. But oh, we're very so nice, close. To, we're so close to hitting 4,000 views on that. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm mind blown. Well, the thing like, is, really, wow. a peek behind the curtain here, the shows that I think went the worst during recording are a little bit better after editing, and they tend to be the ones that people yeah. like the most. I don't know if it is the fact that we're just two idiots that seem slightly charming with our limited intellect, but um, I don't know. You know, we are going to be our harshest critics, and the people like what the people like, buddy, so... Yeah, I'll take it. I'm yep. not complaining. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> just stating the facts. Uh, awesome. All right. If you're in the Wichita area, please stop by see our dear, dear friend Leslie and the rest of her gang at CD Trade Post, Pawnee, and Seneca. I think that about does it, buddy. With that, I'm going to raise this glass and say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.